0: from the depths of desperation to the heights of financial freedom, we unmask the stories of courageous warriors who battled their money monsters. Join us to deep dive into financial survivor stories. Hey there and welcome to another episode of Financial Survivor Stories. Today's guest is Sally Holden. She is the founder of Abundant Heart Coaching. She's helped thousands of women take back control of their life through her kinesiology, her life coaching, and pretty much her joy and passion to help people be the best version of themselves. This podcast today gives you lots of tips and tricks. If you're the kind of person that wants to change, move on, be successful, then listen on. So hello, Sally. Hello. So great to be here with you today, Carly. (laughs) So good. So you talk about empowered women healing the world. I just think it's such a beautiful concept. How do you think that we empower women to make positive impacts in our society, but still stay
1: vulnerable and true to ourselves? It's, such an important question because we can become so focused on the difference that we want to make in the world that we end up actually losing ourselves in part of that process as well. And so part of that is actually empowering and leading ourselves first, I believe. Um, It it really is, um, it's not about being a martyr to other people. It's not about taking over responsibility because that's a lot of the struggle I see women take in, you know, our everyday life is that over responsibility for everyone, which means that we become so adaptable and flexible to everyone else's Needs that we end up losing ourselves in the process. So, I do believe that empowering ourselves first, setting those really, really healthy boundaries um, for ourselves and for our life, and acknowledging our own capacity, which I think is a really, really important thing, not trying to be superwoman to everyone, um, and living our most joyful life or really embracing what is most important to us and leading through that role model example, as well as obviously we get those nuggets um, through our own learning, through our own challenges, and being able to share and impart that knowledge to others from that place of vulnerability um, and authenticity which makes it so much more relatable and so much more oh she did it so I can do it too Uh, I think it's really important to lead with that transparency because otherwise it can be seen like oh well she's got it all together her life's easy as opposed to actually really understanding what it's taken um, to shift and change our life and, and really empower ourselves as women.
0: You're quite the financial survivor Starting from a single mother earning 300 a week to now owning a six-figure business. That's super impressive. That's nothing to be scoffed at, is it? So, what what is your story? What, what's the history that led you to, I suppose, obviously starting over financially, but getting to where you
1: are now? So it was devastating. At the time, in, in 2008, my marriage broke down. Um, it was devastating to, to move through that. And at the time, I was only earning $300 a week in a part-time job, and I... Uh, didn't know really what to do initially obviously there's so much emotion there's so much rawness Um, there was um, so many challenges that come up as as a result of that situation Um, but ultimately I had that sign uh, sorry (laughs) I'll start again I had that line in the sand moment where my kids were playing in uh, the lounge room. I was laying on my bed. My mum had actually passed away from terminal cancer shortly um, after my marriage broke down. So it was a lot at the one time and really trying to figure out my deeper purpose, why um, this really mattered to me. And my girls were my whole why Um, I actually didn't realize I didn't know how to love myself I didn't even know what that looked like or was let alone empowerment or how I was going to get myself back on that path again so really you know there was so many moments where it was like digging deep um, with all the challenges and the adversity that I faced to come back to that deeper purpose and why and I often say like to my clients as well to myself you know your why has to be bigger than your fears otherwise your fears are going to stop you Um, it takes true courage to change our life it's not a small feat and certainly once we start changing that can upset other people around us as well or they may feel triggered or jealous even of the changes that we're making in our own life so really having that courage and a deeper purpose and meaning beyond ourselves, I feel um, is really really important and for me that was my girls they were only six and eight at the time they're now 21 then 22 and I have a grandbaby and (laughs) so much has changed um but really yeah that that was honestly you know going through divorce um and finding myself as a single mum raising my girls um by myself as a single income provider I had to find a way to create flexibility and adaptability in my life so I could still be the mum that I wanted but also have the financial well-being that I also wanted for us as a family.
0: I mean you say you're not a superwoman—that sounds slightly heroic to me. Um, but <laughs> obviously, in regards to mental and physical, how mm. did you deal with that? How did you? Because that's that's so much how so much pressure, right? So how much? How did you deal with that?
1: a lot of it I actually plugged into Tony Robbins believe it or not every single day it was like I have so much negativity at the moment and I was I had this belief that um you know if I eventually poured enough positive stuff in positive stuff would have to start coming out so honestly that was my number one kind of biggest thing that that made a big difference to my life I went on and I did um, tons of Tony's programs and everything you Um, volunteer don't you for him um I I did uh I've done UPW as a volunteer like as a crew member and also done Date With Destiny um, both as a crew member and in the leadership training section as well which was really amazing so um, yeah Tony's had a a massive impact on on my life in many ways um, as have uh, yeah a few other different mentors and, and everything but that was like a huge part was actually starting to acknowledge my negativity and and actually put the positive in and I think it's so um, easy to kind of you know get lost in the news or the media or social media comparisonitis like all of that stuff we've really got to be mindful um, of actually bringing in the positive and being really focused on where it is that we're going because I think that that helps develop mental fortitude and mental strength and mental resilience as well whereas when we're focused on what's going wrong and we often stack I, I certainly did you know this is not working that's not working this is hard this is difficult and and we start to feel that burden and that exhaustion kind of on our shoulders and, and the weight that we carry as well so um, I also had the belief strong body strong mind and so I, I um, have trained as a kinesiologist as well um, so there's a huge link between our physical mental emotional and spiritual well-being all of those parts are so interlinked and when I say spiritual um, you know I'm really meaning our connection to ourselves and our connection to life so when we lose that connection to ourselves either through you know how we're communicating to ourselves or our inner critic which can get really loud um you know our self talk is one of the biggest pieces in remaining strong mentally um and also how we're treating our body physically so um you know when i notice if i'm falling into the facebook scroll hole or something of an evening it's like no i'm tired i need to take myself to bed as opposed to just sit there and go, oh, i'm too tired to take myself to bed <laughs> um So getting really good nutrition, um, was a key thing for me. A lot of my training also supported me. Um, and I did a lot of personal development. I've, I've literally continued to read books, um, pretty much one per week for the last 10, 15 years. So, um, there's a lot of positive feedback that comes in as a result of that and a positive learning um, that helps I think definitely in that that mental strength and that physical um, strength as well because um, we've probably all had that day where you know you feel like rubbish in yourself where like ah just can't be bothered going to the gym or whatever and it's 10 times just one day yeah (laughs) you know
0: what I mean like sometimes it can be months and months of feeling like that right I mean you you, you sound like you've got a really strong mindset Do, do you think it was your divorce that made do you think differently? Being on your own, having to think, I've got to be totally independent now. I've got two children that are your world. Do you think that forced you to think differently?
1: shifted my perspective to take radical self-responsibility for my life and I think that was a huge piece and certainly something that I also see with my clients as well it's it's like that moment where um, we have to stop blaming like if we're wanting to change our life if we're wanting to take that power back what I realized was when I blame something external um I'm actually giving my power away to that thing like that was such a key revelation for me in going oh my god and taking self-responsibility like if it's going to be it's up to me and it's not to mean that I can't ask for help, although I did really struggle with that initially. I think that was a huge learning curve in itself was actually being willing to accept help, being okay with accepting help and not seeing it as a sense of failure in any sense of the word. Um, you know, any woman that appears to be a superwoman is normally because she's got a team around her that is supporting her in so many ways as well. So
0: so who, who was that support? Because everything you went through is so overwhelming and it's going to be people that are going through that. So mm. you obviously went on to do something amazing but what were the and i'm hearing all these great words of you know being sort of positive and mentally focused but what what are the first baby steps that you took to change that
1: definitely putting the positive in um but also a huge part of that is also feeling all the feels and and that can be incredibly difficult um i literally gave myself 12 months to grieve like significantly grieve. Um anytime my kids were at their dad's I literally would allow myself to lay on the floor and just cry my heart out. And um it wasn't necessarily like a, a woe is me, it, it was just literally sometimes it was absolutely like I, I really felt that at times and I think that that's a really important step in the journey to acknowledge as well. Um because sometimes like life is just so difficult and so hard and and you know smashed with the grief of losing my mum as well. She was such a huge rock and level of support for me at the time that you know losing that and the relationship at the same time was all very in a short period of time was very difficult so those baby steps were really just like allowing myself to feel knowing that it would be a process and that this too shall pass and um, my bestie at the time had had said that and I've just those were such powerful words for me that it's like it's not always going to be this hard it may feel like it it may feel like it's never going to end or it's never going to change but this too shall pass and every single time Um, and certainly what I've learned over the last 10 to 15 years with the nervous system is when we get into that state of powerlessness or paralysis where it's really hard to actually action something it's generally because our body is stuck in the freeze state or has immobilized like suppressed emotion so by crying it actually frees up like a lot of that emotion to actually start to flow it can be challenging because obviously most of us don't want to feel that pain and we do anything to try and avoid that pain but essentially we're living in that pain if we don't actually process it um so actually feeling the pain is is a huge step or a baby step um but can feel like a huge step at the time as well as like i mentioned you know starting to put the positive in and starting to really get clear where do i want to go um ask ourselves those powerful questions like what is important to me what do i value most What's the whole reason? Why do I need to change this? or Why do I want to change this? Um, Because that gives us the emotional fuel when we are exhausted or when we're feeling down and out to keep moving forward. Um, And I'm certainly not one to really, you know, push ourselves. Um, I've been through burnout as well. And that is disastrous um, when we keep pushing and hustling, um, even though sometimes there may be sprints in life that we need to take, if that makes sense. Like,
0: You, you lost your mother. That is such a hard journey. And then you had two children that you had to be there as a mom for that must've been a really great motivation for you to keep going. Right. If uh, there's people out there that's got children, it's, it's so easy. I mean, my mom did the same thing with me. And, um, for those that, that don't have children, you know, like what, what is it? It's finding that, piece of motivation that keeps you going every day and it's taking every day by day right not Mm. looking at the bigger picture and being overwhelmed and burnout as you say what do you think that like personally people can do to set that motivation to keep going
1: I think it's it's really creating that vision for ourselves of that compelling future Um, because without a compelling future um, you know even um, in Viktor Frankl's book a man's search for meaning we can tolerate Or make it through the hardest of experiences and the the biggest adversities if there is deeper purpose and meaning to what it is that we're doing. And Viktor Frankl's story was being in, I I don't know if you've read the book personally, Carly, but it's um, about he was a Jew in a camp in the Holocaust and his whole reason for surviving was to ensure that this would never, ever, ever happen again, that he would live to be able to tell the story to ensure that it never, and I've got goosebumps like saying it because, it, and it, it just lands so deeply in the heart and I think when we've been in a painful place like um, and, and this was also part of my motivation I knew the pain of not loving myself of abandoning myself of you know having a really harsh inner critic that tore me to shreds and so when when we've been through that pain ourselves like I am you know a lot of the people I work with are, are deeply sensitive they've got a big heart they care deeply and so of course it's only natural when we've overcome that challenge within ourselves we want to be able to share that with the world or make a difference in the world and I think everybody has that core yearning at some level to want to make a difference in the world and and we all have that power um within so I I feel that that can even be a deeper purpose and meaning but sometimes it it can just be stopping the generational trauma or um you know so many different things that when we really get deeply in touch with our heart and why this matters. And sometimes we've got to ask ourselves many, many times, you know, why that really matters to us or why I really need to do this. Um, yeah, it, it really does change how we face challenge and adversity.
0: Because mm. you went on a huge journey. So you decided to take all your pain Um, fix yourself somehow um probably every day still fixing yourself that's a it's an ongoing thing isn't it we don't just wake up one day go okay we're fixed everything's you know not broken anymore um and you decided to do your coaching and also kinesiology how did we get there
1: uh, yeah, so uh, I do have a big belief that we're not broken, um, which which definitely really serves as well, and that a lot of our healing actually needs to come from unlearning things um, that we've taken on from other people, other adults around us, perhaps even our parents unknowingly or un, um, unconsciously being transmitted to us in that moment so um but i do believe yes healing is an ongoing journey and there's still um pieces that i'm letting go of and and healing within myself and being more okay with Um, and i guess like well before my um divorce or before my marriage actually broke down i had literally printed off the air kinesiology course um, five years prior and I just knew that my former husband would never support me in that um, and it was kind of one of those things that I tucked away in the filing cabinet until the kids had kind of grown up and I'd, I'd finished my mummying years or parenting years in that respect and that I, I would have time to, to create and do that for myself so it was honestly it was one of those first steps I had this burning passion within um, to really study that because I was so curious about how the mind and the body worked and all of those things so I really just honestly it sounds so cliche but I I followed my passion and that was what lit my heart up the most Um, and then eventually transformed that into coaching and that was more out of necessity and the realization that everything my clients were coming to me with um, in terms of uh, the kinesiology all came down to their mindset. It was the beliefs that were actually really holding them back in and, and the ways that they communicated with themselves and how they perceived certain events in their life as well.
0: Your journey has been incredible and you've learned so much and I would love for you to share a story from your experience where you've witnessed a profound transformation from um, from one person that you've worked with through your coaching?
1: Absolutely, uh, there's so many different ones kind of come to mind. Um, but one lady in particular, Kerry, um, she came to me, she had said, I've tried everything. Like I've literally been on the healing path for you know years and years and years and nothing has worked. And at the time she um, was experiencing complex PTSD and fibromyalgia, which was literally stopping her um, from working for four days at a time because of the amount of pain she was actually in. Uh, she said she was about 20 kilos overweight. She'd just come out of um, a marriage that was quite detrimental to her well being uh, and had significant unhealed trauma from her past as well. So she felt really, really stuck. Um, she was very skeptical. And um, literally within the first three to four weeks of working together, she was just like, oh my God, nobody has ever shared with me about why my life is the way that it is simply because. It was such a big reflection of how she felt about herself was literally um being reflected back to her in life and and that was difficult for her to take on board but also so profound and much to her credit she took on board the work and um Eight weeks later, had 80% of her fibromyalgia symptoms resolved. She'd lost 12 kilos over that time, which meant she felt so much better in her physical body. And the most profound transformation though, she said, I cannot thank you enough for the first time in my life. I can truly say I love myself. And, um, and, and, you know, just having that, tools to be able to come back and actually release so many of those um, things that she'd taken on board as a child about who she was and the old narratives and the painful stories we carry. Uh, and often fibromyalgia can be a, you know, a massive representation of pain stored physically within the body. Um, so releasing that, knowing how to do the work. Um, and I caught up with her um, a little while ago and literally two years on, she is still thriving in her life. She's met the love of her life. They're traveling in their vans and, um, really embracing like the life of her dreams and um it just fulfills me so much uh to see when that happens for for women that really take the inner work and and run with that and um and show up for themselves as well and a huge piece of that is really accepting that radical self-responsibility of changing our own lives do you um incorporate nutrition into that I do get, as part of my kinesiology training, there was a small part of that, which is is trained in nutrition. I've done lots of study myself (laughs) for myself as well. Um, But nutrition is a key part because if we put in, you know, dead food into our body or processed food into our body or tons of, uh, and when we're exhausted and tired, we tend to go for the quick, easy, dirty fuel, I don't like to call it, Uh, you know food good or bad um but essentially it creates like huge big um blood sugar spikes which then drop and crashes you know 10 minutes or an hour later um which definitely impacts emotional regulation and and our energy um and particularly you know adrenal fatigue and there's there's a ton of stuff in that as well as the alkalization within the physical body too because when we're overly acid um that creates lethargy in the body and that can be from not only the food we eat but from not breathing enough from not drinking enough water and and so on so taking care of the physical body is a huge part of our mental and emotional well-being for sure
0: I'm the worst when it comes to water I I make it my new year's resolution every year every year I go right I'm going to drink more water this year and I'm still like thirsty right now in fact I've got water in front of me which I'm not (laughs) going to drink probably for the next three hours but yeah it's so important have you heard of the glucose goddess
1: no, I haven't actually.
0: She is um, another incredible woman and she talks about nutrition and just sort of bringing it bringing it back to basics because nutrition can get really complicated and it is a huge oh. part of, um, you know, helping with your mindset. But she always says you should eat your vegetables first, eat your green vegetables. And she calls them like female warriors. So when they first go into the body, they they line everything and they protect everything. So you can put all the bad stuff in afterwards. So at least you've got your warriors in there. So but you, you, you create. Um, well, what you actually say is you, you, you create a plan to reduce stress and build a kick-ass future. That's what you say. <laughs> I, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, I, I want one of those. Um, could you walk us through the the elements, the essential elements of of such a plan?
1: The initial first step to reducing stress in our lives is to. Be very, very mindful of what it is that we're actually focusing on, <laughs> because if we're focusing on what's going wrong, what could go wrong, what has gone wrong, clearly that is absolutely going to create more stress within the body and enable or disable, sorry, us to actually take action um, as well. So, um, really getting clear on what do I want rather than what don't I want. Most people are really clear on what they don't want to experience, but actually taking time to focus on and get clear on what it is that we do want um, is definitely a first step to that. Minding our inner talk. Um, that's a huge, significant piece of the stress, the, the ongoing stress that we can deal with on a day to day level. But again, how we're actually encouraging ourselves or supporting ourselves or berating ourselves makes an incredible difference in the level of stress that we actually feel within the physical body um, and the way that we actually perceive events in our life as well. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Byron Katie work. Um, it's at www.thework.com if, if people aren't familiar with it. But I really I really encourage, Um, I found that uh, along with Tony Robbins, to be totally transformational in my life and really learning how to actually challenge our beliefs and challenge our thoughts and challenge our self-talk is really, really pivotal um, in that situation too. So um, the other piece with that uh, is also um, really starting to take the aligned action steps. So I like to write down, you know, what is it that I want? Why do I want that? Because that gives me a greater emotional fuel. Um, and often we need to really ensure it's not because like I don't want to be stressed and I don't want to live an awful life and I don't want to like <laughs> not the negatives, but it's like what is it going to give me in a really positive way? Because then we're actually using that as positive fuel um, and emotional fuel to be able to take the aligned action. Whereas, uh, and I had a, a, a quick example of that is I had a client. She's like, oh, my office is a mess and I, you know, I'm not getting to it. And I said, well, why do you want to change it? And she's like, oh, cause it's annoying me. Cause it's frustrating me. Cause it's draining my energy. And I'm like, how's it going to feel when you finish? Oh, it's going to feel amazing. It's going to feel exciting. Um, it's going to feel so satisfying. And she's like, why oh do we God, do that? Do it now.
0: Why, why do
1: I, we like, why is it
0: so much easier to talk negative to yourself? It, it is, isn't it? Why, why does the brain go to that? To that first, Mm. I don't understand.
1: Because our ego survival mind, well, that's what I call it anyway, is built to protect us. It's not built to make us happy. So it is hyper vigilant. And this is a key thing also with our physical energy, um, because the lower we're getting physical energy, the more the ego survival mind becomes hypervigilant to what could go wrong, what could hurt us, or what we fear, because it's trying to protect us and keep us safe. So that's why it's always focused on the negative, because it's trying to be risk adverse. But all it does is, you know, uh, we have to learn to become the master of our mind, not let our mind be the master of us. Is this something you wanted to say? No, 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 I just,
0: it just, it just makes me think about quantum physics and how your body retains memories. uh, You just said it's Mm -hmm. in feelings um, and you retain Mm -hmm. all the bad ones and you could just keep going over and doing it over at you. You have to make that, you have to make that cut off, and where you you try and keep changing your mindset all the time. It's not like I'm going to stop thinking about it now, and and, and that changes. It, it's it's almost within your cells where you have to tell yourselves mm. over and over again, "I'm going to think differently. I'm going to feel differently." Otherwise, your body goes, "No, I remember how I felt mm. like that. If I felt like shit, I like feeling like shit. I'm going to feel like this. This is easy." <laughs> you know, what, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, it, it is very habitual because it's also understanding like how you know, we learn things and and we learn things through neural pathways, which is the more repetition we do of something, the easier it is for that to become unconscious. Um, And Joe Dispenza says that, you know, like by the time we're 30, 95% of who we are is auto programming and conditioning. So it's kind of like having this massive big super highway, um, you know, to get to the destination of fear or worry or stress. And we're so used to driving down it every day that we get the green lights and, you know, and it's a big pathway because we've built that through that repetition. So the longer we've done something, the kind of the harder the habit it is to break. Whereas when we're creating a new pathway to say, you know, gratitude or joy or empowerment, sometimes it feels like we're literally macheteing through the jungle for the first time. And um, we have to keep the daily practice up simply because, um, and Joe Dispenza talks about this, when we learn something new, there's 1300 new neural pathways connected um, and created when we learn something new but if we don't continue that practice for three to four days those new neural pathways start to split off and disconnect so unless we're actually practicing something on a daily basis and it's also one of the, the key teachings I, I share with the people i work with is your morning ritual it sets you up or destroys you for the day um, because again it's the momentum of where we're going with that particular thought or Um, or feelings. So yeah, our our mind was built to protect us, not to keep us happy. If I drink this water um, now,
0: okay, and I do it for the next five days, are you telling me that my neural pathways are going to change and I'm going to keep drinking water for the rest of my life?
1: Well, you can increase that by celebrating and experiencing (laughs) immense joy that you're on the path, that you've done a great job, that you're supporting your body, that you're supporting your hydration. The more joy we bring, we actually can learn up to three times faster as well with everything. And the things we remember in life, so where this starts to become the auto-programming, is when we experience something with emotional intensity. So be it a fear um, or a a negative emotion or be it a positive emotion, um, that is where that gets deeply driven within the subconscious mind because most people try to change logically. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't think that way. I should And it's literally like trying to bang the outside of the computer and and change the the software inside it does not work and so this is where our subconscious is driven by our feelings and that's why i love the byron katie work because it's how do you feel when you believe the thought it's taking you deep into the pain of having the feelings which most people don't like it's a challenge Um, but when we allow ourselves to go deep with that and how do i feel if i didn't have the thought the brain goes oh my goodness that thought is not helping me anymore because all of our thoughts were once pro-survival, meaning they were helping or trying to help keep us alive. So the more we challenge those thoughts through that um, process of how do I feel with the thought, how do I feel without the thought, now the mind's going, oh, my God, that doesn't help me at all. It makes me feel like rubbish. And that is the pathway to actually creating change within our subconscious, which is 95% of our programming that's running us.
0: You, you've had over 1,500 clients. So do you, have you seen a certain pattern? That, that, that struggles that are, everyone's is the same pattern over and over again with, with the same with different people
1: different flavors and different journeys but being a human is definitely has its, its similarities for sure and i, I believe that the biggest one that we all have um which i believe again comes from our ego survival mind is that i'm not enough we can have so many versions of that i'm not smart enough i'm not wealthy enough i'm not thin enough i'm not pretty enough i'm not strong enough not smart enough like there's so many versions on so many flavors of how we feel that we're not enough um and, and I do believe it is one of the biggest challenges because in order to feel that we're worthy of love we feel like we've constantly got to prove how we're enough in life. And I think that that is one of the the biggest challenges that we have as humans. Um, And the only way to get off that treadmill or that hamster wheel, because we can spend a lifetime, and it doesn't matter how much you do, if you're holding that belief, you will always feel that it's you're not enough. doesn't matter how much you achieve or how successful you are. um, There is no exiting that feeling until you've actually challenged the thought. And that's where I use the Byron Katie work with that as well. Um, I've done tons of work, (laughs) the Byron Katie work on myself with that. Um, But definitely, I feel that that's the number one. Um, I'm not worthy, um, which is a similar version of that is another struggle that many people go through. Um, Along with particularly for women and and why I spoke into the superwoman thing is because I think, um, uh, I don't know whether you've seen the new Barbie movie, but I cried. I mean, I sobbed in that moment where the lady was sharing all of the pressures that women feel today, because it is just so incredibly true of, well, I've got to be thin, I've got to be healthy, but I've got to be healthy for the right reasons. And I've got to be this and I've got to be that. And all these conflicting messages, which you know, we, we can really try and take on board and try and be, but like there's so many, only so many things that, you know, you can kind of do around that before you feel like you're literally sending yourself crazy and everybody else has a different opinion. Um, and I think coming back to our heart center, coming back to our own intuition and doing what's right for us personally, that is the biggest gift that we can give to the world because we're sharing our authenticity. We're sharing our own unique perspective in the world. And whilst that may be different to others, it helps in expanding the perspective. It helps in opening up to a different way of being, um, even though that may be different to others, which some can be challenged by as well. So, um, but I, I think that they're really, you know, the, the core ones um, and particularly for women, um, you know overcoming that need to be everything for everyone that over responsibility i see that play out again and again it's been a huge one in my own life personally um as well as you know feeling guilty for resting or um not being able to ask for help feeling like we've got to do it all ourselves yeah, I feel like they're, they're the biggest ones.
0: <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like, I I, I, I feel guilty. Uh, you know, as a business owner, I, I think that we all go through that, that moment where we're sat there and we've got a billion things to do, and whether it's in personal life, whether it's in business life, and you do feel guilty about stopping, you know. And I actually mm-hmm. think that women go through this, especially when they have staff, and I don't know if you've seen this, but the staff are working, and sometimes you think, oh, I feel guilty that someone else is, is helping, you know, is is doing the work and I should be also doing Mm. it right now. And it might be that, you know, I'm, I'm just actually having lunch, which is a normal person thing to do, but you're a business owner and you should be not having lunch and you should be working through and working Mm. doubly as hard as everyone, you know, as everyone else. And, you know, I, I think that I'm not enough as well as the feeling guilty that, that goes together, doesn't it? I think.
1: It really, honestly does, and again, it's a a lot of that is conditioning from society, conditioning, you know, generational trauma. Like, I don't know about you, but I definitely saw my mum being the selfless mum, like giving everything to everyone, taking care of everything, and and really being the martyr. Um, And again, you know, forever grateful for the beautiful, loving mum that she was. And my heart also breaks for her. And it was one thing that I was super conscious with with raising my two girls in, if I if this doesn't stop with me, if I don't actually give myself permission to rest. This was how I overcome my guilt. Um, if I don't give myself permission to rest when I actually really need to, I'm teaching my kids, my girls, that when they become parents or, you know, they're working, that that's not acceptable. That's not okay for them. And that was the one, it was like my love for them. I'm like, I don't want that for them, which really helped me to break some of those those things myself as well, um, for sure. But a- another deeply ingrained thing, um, and I think this came about more from the Industrial Revolution, was um Unconsciously, we can tie our value and our worth to how productive we are. So when we're not productive, in you know the the way that the world defines productivity, um, we can feel unconsciously worth less and value less. Um, so again, if we're not aware of these things that are deeply driving us unconsciously, um, it, it can make it really hard to stop and actually just rest or take care of our body or tune in and. I think with the fast-paced world, you know, so many women are either in denial or disassociation of how they actually really feel, um, which actually kind of is is like putting a happy smiley face over the empty fuel tank. No, no, it's all good. It'll be fine until one day it's it's actually not. And I think we really struggle with that as women, and I certainly did when I went through burnout myself. Um, because how yeah, do you do we, that
0: then? How do you do that? You you, you need to feel your feels. Uh, which are negative, but you also need to be positive at the same time.
1: How do I, How do we do that? I think it's, it's such a mixed message, right? Like it's, um, and I think it's it's really allowing ourselves to. Um, it, it's not. I've heard some people say toxic positivity and um I, I wouldn't like go that far like in saying that it's toxic positivity but I think that we can be taught um I know for me you know it's what my emotions were wrong go to your room if you're unhappy and only come out like when you're happy um so you know that was a deeply wow impact message um where I felt like my emotions weren't okay I had to contain myself um within that and so um we can be taught yeah i i just need to present this happy bubbly smiley face it's not a fake happiness um that i'm talking about it's actually allowing yourself to really feel what you're feeling um and i find when i give myself to that feeling fully which is difficult and does take courage um The more times you do it, the easier it becomes. But when I allow myself to feel it fully, I'm now processing that through my nervous system. And generally it is literally a five to 10 minute process. If I don't do that, if I'm suppressing it or pushing it down or denying it or any of those things, which can absolutely be coping mechanisms that we've been raised with. um, If I do that, I'm feeling that low level emotion for days, weeks, or months on end. So really allowing myself to feel it fully allows me to fully process it. And generally I will feel so much calmer after I have fully felt it. And then I might gently retune to what do I want? Where am I going? And it's kind of like hitting the reset button if that makes sense. Um, so it's 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 not a doing both at the same time. It's, it's a process of allowing yourself to move through that emotion and then coming back to hang on, what's really important to me? Where am I going? Who am I? Reminding ourselves again of our heart energy, not what our head or inner critic might be saying about us at the time.
0: That's empowerment right there, isn't it? Is taking time out to understand your own feelings. But also, I, I think it's about looking at something negative and perhaps hearing what you're saying. It, it's, it's finding the joy in, in that and what you can do to use that emotion to propel you yeah. into your future I, I don't know I, you know being grateful for whatever's happened you know obviously you went through yeah. a horrendous divorce and you know your mother died but from that there ha- there has been joy that's, that's come from that you know and I think Absolutely. that's probably and talking about a joyful life, um you have (laughs) you've written a book on it you're that joyful you wrote
1: a book on being (laughs) joyful what what, what's in the book the subtitle is align your heart speak your truth and embrace your freedom so it's really about coming back to your heart and listening to your heart guidance because I feel you know particularly with the mind um we can often be in the this is what I have to do, this is what I need to do, all those thoughts about who we need to be for everybody else, and we lose ourselves in the process. And this was actually a guidebook that I wrote for my girls when they flew the nest um, as a way of like healing myself, but imparting my greatest wisdom and learnings of what I'd Learned about life and through my own journey, um, around that. So a, a huge part of that is remembering that we're a divine creator. That you know, if we're wanting to change our life, like so many of the themes and topics we've spoken about today, is literally in the book. Um, remembering our own power and, um, and that's our connection to our own inner power, not power over others, but the alignment within ourselves and remembering, um. That that we actually get to shift and change internally and as we do that, that will be reflected back to us differently in the external world as well. I've got nuggets in there around um, how I change my wealth, I've got nuggets in there around the physical body and how to take care of the physical body, Um, just so much of, yeah, little bits and pieces of, of how to actually live a more joyful life and it's not about um being joyful all the time either it's about understanding life is gonna have the ups and downs and the challenges and everything else but how do we use those through changing our perception of those particular events so for me with my mum passing my marriage breaking down and it took me years by the way this was not like a quick oh yeah like I just feel better um <laughs> it, it literally took me probably two years to come to this realization but a profound soul level and, and for me you know this is more a very high level perspective um was realizing that on a soul journey like I was really here to learn how to love myself and without those two experiences you know, I would have had no need. I had other people filling that hole, so to speak. And it wasn't until that was removed where I was able to see with glaringly, uh, glaring contrast that, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to love myself. And then, you know, sharing that gift with others in, in teaching, um, you know, how to actually really love yourself and how to empower yourself and how to be able to change your life. So lots of nuggets in there around that. Right.
0: Lots of practical (laughs) tips and techniques. Mm -hmm. If, If I'm, I wake up, tomorrow and i'm like right i have completely understood everything that you said um sally and i want to change what what are the three like what are three easy steps that i could wake up tomorrow and
1: start doing i think number one get really clear on what you want to create for yourself moving forward, not what everybody else wants for you, not what you think that you should do, but what actually, if you were living your dream life or if you got to have it be, I often say to my clients, if you had a magic wand and it got to be however you wanted, doesn't matter how pie in the sky that sounds, but what actually is that? And then how would I feel if I had already created that? because that actually gives us the energy to be able to create that because we cannot find the solutions when we're stuck in the energy of the problem or what's not working or anything else. Like the how often shows up after we've shifted our energy. So I think that's a really important piece. And then um, the third piece is finding, you know, positive things that can support you in your journey. So whether that's, you know, um, positive mentors through books or audios or podcasts such as yours (laughs) or, um, you know, just anything that that actually makes a difference or finding a mentor or somebody that has been there and can actually guide you through um, that state and help you to overcome the challenges. I I don't know about you, Carly, but I like moving fast and I like, you know, if I'm going to change, it's like I, I want the fastest and easiest pathway forward. It may still involve a lot of challenge and a lot of you know self-responsibility and learning but if there's somebody else that's done it and done it faster and you know I can learn from them and cut maybe 10 years of time off you know that that's super valuable I think as well.
0: I always say uh, a million times and people are probably bored of me saying it to be honest but knowledge isn't power action is because I feel like you could have all the knowledge in the world but if you don't do anything about it nothing actually changes so tomorrow Mm -hmm. um number one I'm I'm going to be very clear on my direction and And I want to, my dream would be that, I just drink lots of water and I don't have to think about it. And it just, it just something that I don't have to think. I get to the end of the day and I think, oh no, I haven't drank any water. I'm going to do it as that's going to be my dream and I'm going to execute it. So number two would be, I'm going to feel how I'm going to feel. So my, my face is going to be lovely and juicy with all the water and I'm hydrated and my brain works obviously because I'm hydrated. And then number three, what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak to other people that like drinking a lot too, <laughs> water, obviously. So that, those are the three things that I can do. Um, I think, yeah, it's like, it's, it's easy, isn't it? Like when you know how it's just, just making it yeah. a habit, it's doing it over and over again. Cause I can do that tomorrow, but then I can get mm. up the next day and think, I oh, can't be bothered today. Cause I'm feeling a bit shitty today. So I'll probably do it tomorrow, but that's where the action
1: comes in. When, when we learn knowledge is power. But it doesn't become wisdom until we've actually taken action. Otherwise, we've learned nothing. And and I truly believe that. But the other pieces that I'd add to that, um, what you just mentioned as well, is we need to break it down to small incremental steps. Um, because often, like thinking about like maybe drinking three liters of water in a day feels overwhelming or it feels, you know, too, too hard. So you know, and making it as easy as possible as well, I think is another important step. So it's kind of like breaking it down until we feel that we can actually take action. So it might be just having the first glass. So um, true. You know, just those little things that make it easy um, because otherwise people overwhelm themselves. They try to implement change too quickly or too much at the one time. And then the inner critic kicks in. I failed. I haven't done it. Why bother? This never works. Yeah. We tell ourselves that story and then only to go three weeks later Ha! I'm really frustrated this still hasn't changed and do the whole thing again so small incremental steps breaking it down
0: what you're doing is is very noble it's your it's the pursuit that you're on and I'm I'm I would think it could be very challenging with lots of dealing with lots of different women's emotions what keeps you personally motivated now like what 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 inspires you and your mission
1: at times we can get you know jaded it's kind of like it can be a lot like I've actually been doing this for 13 years now and um it's it's it, it really is about taking care of ourselves first. I know it sounds so cliche, but we cannot give from an empty cup. The more fulfilled I am in my own personal life, again, I'm, I'm sharing and being that role model for others, um, or hopefully, you know, just providing some inspiration of potentially what's possible um, for other women if if that's what they're wanting to create as well. Um, but it, again, it comes back to that deeper why of I, I know that pain and, you know, really helping make a difference. And, and when you can see that you're making a difference as well, I, I definitely think that that also helps, um, but it can't be the only reason why we're actually showing up. And um, for me, um, I really do feel like it's it's uh, a personal life purpose uh, to be able to help shift generational trauma, to help women overcome their own stuff so we're not actually passing that on to our kids and that has been a huge reason why I've done the work I've done personally for myself Um, but also what lights me up the most when other women are like oh my gosh yes because you know when we care care deeply about our kiddos we, we don't want to be necessarily, you know, passing on the fact, you know, they feel guilty for resting, or they feel shame for, you know, being lazy, or you know, any of the statements that may have impacted us as as a child and as an adult as well.
0: But what's your future look like? Obviously, you've got you can use the in your life coaching and your book and taking over the world. What 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 is the what's the future? I mean, what 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 do you like? Obviously, the future for you, but. What sorts of shifts do you want to see in society that perceives and supports women's empowerment?
1: I really feel like a huge gap that needs to be bridged is actually women and men truly appreciating each other for what each other bring. I think for far too long, women have been trying to prove that they are men or are just as capable as men and, and it's actually creating greater challenges for us as women as well because men feel displaced. I don't know how to show up in our lives if we're like, you know, completely independent and I don't need you and I don't need your help, um, I, I feel like there's this real confusion going on at the moment and um, I really feel like when we can really deeply appreciate both a woman's strength and a men's strength um, and, again, you know, there's physical differences that show us, you know, innately those, those strengths um, and definitely, you know, a huge part of that is us all getting more deeply connected to our heart and to operating from that place of love not from fear or um, feeling like we're not enough. Because, again, when when we're feeling frustrated, perhaps it's some of the attitudes and um, things that are coming up, um, particularly from men in society, um, and I don't think it's helpful to generalise, but it's kind of – it's hard not to, obviously, in this Like I'm not, I'm not a feminist, but I am a
0: feminist, you know. <laughs> I'm not
1: a feminist, yeah, yeah, but I'm cool. going to be
0: really yeah. – it's, it's, yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? I, I think that, you know, the the world is is – making women be this strong person which mm-hmm. and to be vulnerable isn't strong so it's almost like saying I'm okay all the time but inside I'm not enough and I will never do what everyone needs me to do and it's the self-talk that really is mm. is turning you you inside out instead of you know mm. be, being on I think there's a balance between because I think that men go through things too and I think they need to feel empowered in what they do and it's you know I always say this for relationships to work there has to be one masculine and one feminine energy if you're both both you know being the strong <laughs> totally. you know uh masculine type you know where, where's the feminine energy and it's okay for you to be feminine no i i, I love it and you know some of the takeaways mm-hmm. that that i've i've taken today it's just like you know stop blaming yourself and giving away your power you said that very early on and Mm. it's amazing because that's I think that's really important you know when you start saying Mm. I can't level up to be like this man well you're giving away your power your your power is your your vulnerability your feminism Mm. you know the the way that you can be caring and empathetic and all those sensitive things and there's a lot of times that people Mm. will turn around and say you know sensitive isn't a great quality oh you're so sensitive you know a lot of people have told me that and I'm like I love being sensitive because I feel everything Mm. and I can feel you and I can understand and read a room and sensitivity is a really and I think a lot of women get told that they should not be sensitive that you're too sensitive and
1: I I, I literally had exactly the same message yeah 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 Mm. and And I couldn't do what I do without that yeah same.
0: Well, I, I mean, yeah, you must be the most sensitive person on earth to do what you do, helping thousands. So looking into the future, then what, what do you see for yourself? What, what What is going to become of Sally? What what are you going to do? So
1: last week, <laughs> I actually wrote oh. my next book, um, which was 50,000 words in a week. And uh, wow. it was done in an amazing container. But yeah, lots of just flow um, the message was pouring out of me I'm, I'm deeply passionate around changing the conversation around mental health um i think burnout plays a far greater role um in mental health challenges than what um and a- again um, i'm conscious of saying this but like with what western medicine currently diagnoses and i think it kind of ticks a checkbox and i love western medicine if i cut my leg open i would absolutely you know go get stitches tomorrow or today or whenever it happened. um but I, I think that there's a huge gap, um, particularly when it comes to burnout and physical exhaustion, and I think that it is such a relevant conversation right now, particularly after going through COVID and all of the challenges, literally over the last three to four years, um, where people have been thrust into such uncertainty, so much more fear, um, not knowing you know, if their futures are certain or what's happening, and um, really being able to understand and have the tools not only to build resilience. Um, but also to support themselves mentally, emotionally, and physically, and really regain that connection back to self. So that's what I'm very, very passionate about. Um, My new book, I'm planning on releasing in uh, January or February next year. Um, It'll probably be closer to Feb um, with timing. Um, And um, that will definitely be all about healing and overcoming burnout and the, the, the key steps of um what to actually do that but it also goes into like a lot of what we've spoke about today of you know the pressures that we feel as women um and how to actually start to work with um our beliefs and thoughts of you know what is actually keeping us stuck and particularly on that hamster wheel when we feel we've got to be everything for everyone and can't actually rest so very relevant i i believe in and getting what you want out of life,
0: like you said, you know, n- the number one is dream. What do you want your life to look like? Vision it, feel it, and then go for it. Take that action. I, I totally. have a, um, a bit of a tradition on this podcast, which wasn't in the questions. <gasps> Naughty Carly. Um, I would like to keep you off guard. So you said you're not a super um, woman, but uh, the question is, what is your superpower?
1: Definitely my sensitivity. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for you, I I thought that it was what was most wrong about me and being able to actually see that my sensitivity is absolutely my biggest gift um, is absolutely, yeah, 100% my, my superpower for sure. And the willingness to be vulnerable as well, I think, you know, that takes tremendous courage to do that. Um, yeah, but definitely my sensitivity. Second to that would be my determination, which I believe I got from my dad. <laughs> so the persistence oh, really? determination.
0: Well, wow, You know, you've got to take that action. You know, I, I speak to lots of successful people, um, including yourself, and it seems to be a residing uh, trait. Um, we all have this persistence, this determination, um, you know, that, that I, I can't give up. I I will succeed. And that's mm. feeling the feels. It's feeling the feels. I'm going to be successful And whatever success looks like for you. Uh, it's, mm. you know, it has to be has to be personal, has to be passionate. You seem like an awesome, passionate lady and you've done so much for so many women it has been an honor speaking to you today and we will put your links of the of the book that you've currently got out um and um yeah and then everyone can look out for the new one coming out next year that'll be exciting thank you so much for sharing everything with us today and um yeah we'll look forward to seeing what you what you change in the future for women
1: Thanks, Sally. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here today, Carly. And and truly appreciate the gifts that you are bringing into the world as well. Yeah, so beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> More
0: women are gonna start speaking together. You know, we don't have to we don't have to shut up anymore. We can just say what we think and you know, like I'm 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 the worst for that. Mm-hmm. Someone told me that diplomacy is actually something that I should learn because um, what I hear, feel here comes out of here. So I have to think before I speak. So
1: I don't always think that's a bad thing either. No? It's, it's sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, being a straight shooter, you know, speaking from the heart, it, it, it's actually a gift. And, um, and whilst sometimes other people can have difficulty in having that land for them, um, it may actually be a very pivotal thing that they actually really need to hear. And it might take them a, a day, a week, two years for that to land for them. That's their own journey, I feel. But
0: yeah. yeah when it, you can be told yeah. lots of things, can't you? But if you don't take them on board, that's a different thing. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, I, you're, you, you've coached he, heaps of people. So I suppose you keep telling people the same thing over and over again, don't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think otherwise we're, we're filtering our voice. We're, you know, we're filtering what, particularly when it's coming from here. If it's coming from here, maybe that's a different story because that's, tends to be more reactive defensive if it's coming from here coming from our heart with with the best of intentions I think that that's a gift to the world
0: well it aligns with your sensitivity let's keep going out there being sensitive and speaking from the heart Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah lovely to speak to you Sally thanks so much likewise thank you so much Carly (laughs) And that's a wrap from another episode of financial survivor stories. We're not just about stories. We are about solutions. If there is something in your financial world that is not adding up, you need to start taking action. For financial fixes that put you first and for more information, visit getmyrefund.com.au and stay tuned for more ways to become financially successful. See you soon.